Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette and Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. New Westminster, North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts. Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Chismenko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm your host this week, Marcus Keller. Joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And that's it. That's it. <laughs> because Tyler, yeah. once again, has left. He's gone to Who some other where, yeah. foreign BC city. Yep. Unreachable. That no one's ever heard of. That probably doesn't have cell service. <laughs> exactly. And Alex also couldn't make it tonight because he yeah. works late. So yeah. it is just the two of us this week. Yep. I'm really sorry to all the... Alex and Tyler fans out there. Yeah, you're stuck with just the uh, Marcus and Jake show. Yeah, and it sucks because like you were saying, there's so much Canucks news this Dude, week. There is, it's insane. Like we have not had a dump of news like this since what, the deadline? Probably, right? yeah. Or like around the end of the seat. Yeah, like whenever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. But there hasn't been Canucks hockey for three <laughs> months now? Three months? Yeah, well, two months but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now the free agency is approaching the draft is approaching there's tons of news coming out of the canucks front office yes sir and tyler and alex aren't here <laughs> yeah those have to get caught up next week i guess i guess so and i'm gonna have to keep it on a leash today so that'll be your job yeah good luck me right yeah best of luck with that but uh okay. the other thing we're gonna have to figure out is what to do with the betting segment because we can't do tyler's surprise money line no nope. we can't do alex's gambling corner and neither one of us really bets so. no but but you do have some ideas luckily so what yes. are you gonna call your betting segment oh buddy you put me on the spot like this yeah jake's money <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's another word for money? Currency? Jake's currency corner. I don't oh, know. that's so bad, but <laughs> we're is. going with it. It's Jake's currency corner. Yay. Oh, yeah. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's so bad. This is a terrible... Oh, you know what? In On betting sites, they call it credit. You're going with Jake's credit corner. Jake's credit segment. That sounds better. Oh, does it? Jake's segment where he talks about credit online gambling <laughs> sites. <laughs> where he talks about a team player, coach, whatever would have you. <laughs> yeah, that you can bet on, He I brings guess. up the odds with the guys and we have a little chat about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, take it away. All right. Okay, so uh, as you know, there's not much going on in the world of sports. We really only have the MLB, 
the MLS, and then, you know, random races and dart matches and pool games to bet yes, on. Yes, things but, Alex loves to bring yeah, up the odds right, with. The most, but, next week he's going to bring up bocce, I swear to God. But yeah. Anyway, so this week, um, let's talk about the MLS. Um, oh. So... Colorado and the uh, LA Galaxy are playing, and I guess they're like two teams that are pretty good. I don't really know. I feel like the LA Galaxy is like a well-known team. Like people who don't really follow soccer still kind of know about the LA Galaxy. Yeah, well, because Zlatan Ibrahimovic played for him, and I think so did David Beckham. Beckham did for sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. That's how okay. I know who they are. Okay, <laughs> that's about it, though. To be honest with you, if you told me Colorado didn't have an MLS team, I'd probably believe you. Oh, me too. So, yeah. if you wanna, if you wanna bet on them, because my expertise, currency, credit, whatever we're calling this, um, I'm calling a tie. It's gonna be either a zero tie. zero or one one. Excuse you, nil nil. Or excuse me, that's right. Yeah, I didn't play soccer growing up, so right, you missed out. Oh, did I? It was very wet and cold all the time. You know, BC is one of the only places that does soccer season in the winter. That makes sense. Like, no, it what, doesn't. What, we, you're going to play soccer in the winter in Calgary? No, you shouldn't hear either, though. It's an outdoor sport. <laughs> we have plenty of outdoor sports in the winter. Why is box lacrosse a summer sport? Well, it's, it isn't really. It's more spring, but yeah. Oh, okay, spring, summer. Yeah. But that is an indoor sport. That should be a winter sport. Yeah, you'd think, right? Right? Yeah. I, that's that's all field, I'm saying. Field lacrosse is a winter sport. Stupid. <laughs> Why? Backwards. One is undercover and heated. Yeah. The other one is neither of those. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't understand it. As a soccer and lacrosse player, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Moving um, on. Also, there's some CFL games going on. Uh, oh, good. Week. And I'm pretty sure the Stampede have been out to a somewhat pedestrian start. Okay. You know, the, the Calgary Stampeders? I've, I'm aware. Yeah, because like, they were so good for so long. Like, I feel like for the last 10 years, they've always been in Grey Cups. They've always been competitive, yeah. right? Bo Levi Mitchell has been a name that I've known since I was in, like, elementary school. I don't remember wh- what year it was when the Grey Cup was in BC last, but I know the Stampeders were in it against yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hamilton won, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so yeah. they're out to a 1-1 start on the season. Okay. And uh, they're playing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week, which is, I think that's like a bit of a rivalry match. Uh, Okay. Yeah, because like... I didn't know there were CFL rivalries, but that's cool. Well, there would have to be. There's only, what, like eight teams? I know, and they only play each other, what, like twice a year? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, they play more games in the CFL season than the NFL teams do in theirs. Really? Yeah, CFL plays like 20 games. And the NFL is what, 16? Yeah, 17 now. Okay. Wow. I think it's like at least 17. Okay. Or sorry, at least 20 in the, in the CFL. Might get, even be like get out to now. a few more Lions games this year. Oh, for sure. I've been to one Lions game in my life, but I oh, definitely really? want to go. Yeah, it was when I was a kid. Okay. And get this. So this, this is kind of interesting. Okay. So we, we will get to Canucks news, but I really, I really yeah, want to okay. hear this now. So I went to a BC Lions game when I was like, let's say 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Okay. And the game was a blowout. It was, I think it was the Stampeders against the, the Lions. Okay. And it was like 24 to 3 in the fourth quarter or going into the for fourth who? quarter for the Stampeders. Oh, okay. So, okay. and at this point, like we'd been at the at BC place for hours. It was, I went with my friend and his stepdad and then my dad too. Yeah. And it was, we were just like, let's get out of here. We had like nosebleed seats, right? Yeah. We were like, let's just get out of here. The Lions came back and won that game. No. Yeah. They won that game like 30 to 27 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Whoa. I know. And we left just going into the fourth quarter. 
So oh. to this day, because of that, I've never left a game early. Yeah. Even if it's a blowout with a couple seconds left, I do yeah, not leave. stay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All oh, that would. I know, right? Oh, geez. I've, oh. I've, I've been to a few Lions games. They're, yeah. They actually put on a pretty good show. Like all I've, things honestly, considered. Like, I've seen highlights and, and obviously I watch global news like nearly every night and like they always yeah. show highlights of the game and it looks fun, right? Yeah. It, it's too bad they don't sell more tickets, but they, this will be on theme later. They have a new owner that they got in the last couple of years. Yeah, I know about this. Yeah. He is very fan focused. That's good. He's like, we need to get more people in here and sell the environment. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I love that. It's yeah. so smart and long-term that will work Yeah. because people talk. Right. And people say, Hey, I just went to a game. It was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. All of it, the on field and off field yeah. was great. Yeah, word of mouth is huge. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. People don't care about how many ads you put up or the, the last Canucks one was awful. It was like habits, culture, structure. It's like, who are you selling yeah. tickets is to this a law firm? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just like, any, you know what? I'm getting way ahead of myself. Is there anything else that... Well, I was just going to say the Rough Riders and Stampeders both out to the right. same start. They're both one and one. It's a okay. rivalry game. Um, take the Stampeders, though. They they have a Ooh. history of, of, of success, and I can't see them um, losing to a, a division rival. Okay. Just a rival in general. Fair enough. So take the, the Rough Riders in that game. Fair enough. Um, and then... Yeah, that, that's it. Let's just let's call that it for Jake's inaugural and hopefully, God willing, last <laughs> currency credit, whatever. I wonder if you'll be like Alex, run your first ever one, all of them will hit, yeah. and then everyone after that, you just miss. miss. Oh, he got Verstappen yeah, last he did week, get didn't Verstappen he? Verstappen last week. Yeah. There he goes. He's back on a win yeah. streak. He, well, yeah. The streak is at one, but <laughs> he's on it. Yeah, we'll see how he does. Well, I mean, assuming Tyler is back next week, we won't hear from Alex's gambling corner. Yeah, again, we'll see. He should be able to call in soon. He's just, it's tough yeah. working on the road and yeah. being on a podcast. Yeah. And moving in between. Yeah, that's right. We didn't even mention that this is the first episode in our new studio. It is, yeah. And it's still heavily under construction. We, yeah, uh, we... Literally have soundproofing all over the place in here. Our jerseys are... By soundproofing, you mean the carpet? Because yeah. all the soundproofing is still in the boxes? Yes. So it's it's still definitely a work in progress. So audio quality won't be up to where it usually is, but it will get there soon. And it will be better than last week's, well, I mean, which was horrendous. Last week. Yeah. last week, our audio quality was so bad, it hadn't been that bad since like episode five. Where, like we mentioned, when we a were sharing times. a mic. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you remember that episode for Tyler's first? I will episode. never forget that episode. Yeah. Was it not also the mic that was built into your headphones? Yeah. So we had it like propped up on a coffee table, and yeah. whenever one of us wanted to talk, we had to lean in like those those bird things that yeah. wobble back and forth on a desk. <laughs> yeah. You have to like lean in and like just talk into the yeah. mic at table level and then lean yeah. out so someone else could come in and give their I think, take. I think that's like episode eight, nine or 10. It's the first one where it's Tyler's not eight. in studio. It's not eight. Cause eight was a good episode. Oh, was it? We used to talk about that, that eight was one of our better episodes. Oh man. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, there's no way and, we would have talked about that episode and, as being yeah. good. And we didn't even mention that this is episode 110. Oh, sorry. I'm not used to doing the read-ins, so I don't yeah. I don't mention that kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah. This is episode one, 110. 110, yeah. Wow. So 102 episodes ago, <laughs> we had our best episode. <laughs> and it's been all downhill since. <laughs> Man. Oh, brother. That's that's wild. And yeah. Anyway, should we get to what the people are here for? Honestly, or some man, of them? let's keep dragging it out. No, <laughs> yeah, let's keep talking about other shit. Yeah, Nashville had so much going on this week. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not. <laughs> the Nashville Predators segment can wait. <laughs> we might get one this week. Who knows? Oh, God willing. But no, there is so much Canucks news to talk about. Yeah. Let's get into it. We there There is a lot, but we have to start with the big one. Mm-hmm. Oliver Ekman Larson bought out. Gone. Gone. Done. But not gone. Still being paid oh quite God. a bit, but oh boy, but will not be on the roster. Put it this way. If you see him at a game next year, we're paying him to play against us. Yeah. <laughs> that That's what you're seeing. Yeah. He'll probably be making more money from the Canucks than he will be from any other team that signed him. He will probably still be making more than most players on our team. Oh yeah. From us. Yep. Do not play for us. (laughs) Actually, I think the first season, it's pretty low. It's the seasons afterwards. It starts to get cranked up. Yeah. So it starts, I think this season, funny enough, was actually the best season for the Canucks cap wise. They're only paying him a little over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because they don't, they don't need it this year. Well, I think they do. Because I think they want to, and we'll get into this, but I think they want to go out and sign somebody. And then next year when Myers comes off the book, that's when they'll be able to kind of take the brunt of the buyout. Yeah. Because it, of that. The hardest part is year three and four, which I, I you do the math. I don't do math. But <laughs> you, you, you do math. You just get the wrong answer. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So like 2026, 20, 27, give or take. Okay. Yeah. Um, both of those seasons, we will be paying him just under $5 million per season. Holy shit. So he'll be making like garland money. Yeah. It's 4.7 mil per year in each of those years to not be on the team. Wow. Um, Is that the highest average buyout ever? It must be damn close. What are you guys paying Weber? Uh, I think that's cap recapture because he retired. I don't think it's technically. No, I thought there was something about anyway, you know, the story for another time. Sure. But yeah, it's really bad. So that's your three and three years from now and four years from now. Uh, Next again, this coming season is only 150,000. The year after that is just over 2 million. And yeah, every year after those $4 million years is another $2 million for the next eight years. Holy smokes. Yeah. This is this this almost makes me laugh because this makes me go. Remember when we thought Tucker Pullman was our biggest problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! He was making two million dollars a year for like three years yep. or something. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyway, also, but before we move on, I want to go back to the whole Shea Weber comment. Okay. Because it, I was thinking about, it, I was like, wait a minute, he didn't retire. He got traded to Arizona where they're paying his contract. Right. <laughs> yes. So they're paying him seven point eight for the next three years. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Well, they he's, have on, to... he's on LTIR, but yeah. oh, okay. So I he thought... hasn't officially retired yet. But yeah, he's his contract is in Arizona, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's he's part of the Arizona All Star team yeah. that's never played for exactly. the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Well, he was in Vegas. I wonder if he gets a ring, dude. <laughs> I don't. Think I wonder if get he a gets a ring. You know who did get a ring? Ben Hutton. That yeah, which which is just hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Th- this buyout. It's, it's made me realize something kind of cynical and I hate it is that when, when that trade first, ha- or yeah, the trade, when it first yeah. happened or there were rumors about it happening yeah. and I would say, no, terrible idea. Yep. Don't do this. Yep. I don't care how much cap we're shedding right now. Bad idea. Yep. They made the trade. I made a whole video, maybe even a series of videos about how bad I thought it was. Yep. 
And the comments were just flooded yeah. with people saying, hey, man, he could turn it around. He was playing for a bad team. They had yeah. a weak roster. Yeah. And we're getting Garland, which, again, at that I didn't even have a problem with. Yeah. But I kept saying, we just traded one year of cap problems for seven years of cap problems. Yeah. What, what What's the plan here? Where, where do we go from here? And it, it just reminded me to never be positive Jesus. when people tell you to just give up. Okay. You well know, then you're going to hate the rest of this episode because I think that this buyout helps turn the ship around a lot faster than it could have been. Okay. I think that the buyout is such a net positive. It isn't even funny. Okay. Especially because of some of the rumors I've been hearing about what they're going to do with the cap space they've gotten. And if they actually follow through with it and they do the air, they make the best decisions possible. I think that this team can make the playoffs next year and then build on that in the future. Okay. I, here's the thing. I, I want to be very clear about this because I, I realize how negative I'm being. And I, I yeah. literally just told everyone to give up. But <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? yeah, you know, I know they just bought them out, but it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I guess I, I do kind of feel that way. Yeah. But wh- where I'm at most importantly is you're right. The buyout was the right decision to make. Yes. It sucks that they were in the position in the first place. Like my, my original point was they shouldn't have traded for him. Yeah. The buyout. Yeah. I understand why they had to do it. You can't build a team with $7 million just missing from your cap every year because you're playing a guy who might not even be good enough to be in your top six. Like you, you can't do that at the same time. This screws us for years. This is an eight year buyout starting this coming season. Mm -hmm. He is currently on our payroll longer than any other player. Even Miller. Really? Yeah. Cause Miller's seven, right? Seven years. Yeah. So this takes Ekman Larson to beyond JT Miller's contract. And I feel like not enough people are realizing how catastrophic that is. Well, I don't know. It, it, what's funny too is in year four of that, um, or sorry, year five, when the two $4 million years are done and yeah. it's $2 million, that's the year we have to resign Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And then that's still $2 million for the next three years after that. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. Pedersen, we have to resign by the end of this season. Yeah, it's just like which again with Myers coming off the books, like it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I know. Right. I'm not. You I'm add not too together what Myers that. and and Pedersen make, and then boom, there you go. There's my, uh, Pedersen's new contract. Yeah, um, and thus why they uh, they structured the bio the way they did. Yeah, for sure. And like it, honestly, in my opinion, I think that they did this the best way possible. Like they literally have like there's no good way. Uh, I should put this into perspective. Yeah, right. Like it sucks that they had to do this. Right, it would have been great if OEL could have turned his career around and became that solid right-handed defenseman that they needed him to be. Right. Yeah. Right. He was. He's right-handed. Uh, he is right-handed. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it would have been great if he was able to be what they wanted him to be. It didn't work out. Yeah. So in my opinion, that they they took a bad situation and they turned it into the best situation that they could have. Right right yeah no they, you're right they bought him out but they still give themselves some some room to play with this year because for me the biggest problem that this team has is culture they need to foster a better culture and what's the easiest and fastest way to build a better culture cut dead weight win <laughs> oh well <laughs> yeah get but, rid of the okay but, but that's like that's no. like what, what came first though the chicken or the egg right not really like i think Winning is something that every team starts the season aiming to do, whether you're well, yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks or whether you're the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. You're s- setting out to win. 
It's the GM's job to set up the team as best as he can to make that as easy as possible for them. In my opinion, this decision sets them up to do that next year and every year consecutively after that compared to what it was before the buyout. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? I, I really so, do. So looking at it, I think this was the best decision and I'm really, really excited about the op- opportunities that they have to bring in new players, trades that they can now make if they needed to. Yep. Um, and, and we should get into a lot of the opportunities that they have because like we mentioned, this one decision has opened up a waterfall of opportunities, options, excitement, engagement. Like there's just... It, again, it sucks for OEL. I'm sure he really wanted to play out the rest of the contract. Yeah. But um, from a fan's perspective... And he'll, perspective, he'll still play with another team. Oh, for like, sure. Like, yeah. he, he is con- not useless. Yeah. He's useless in terms of what $7 million should get yeah. you. That's the thing with OEL, is that, like, he was just making too much for what he was. Yeah, right? exactly. He so. will he will find a spot on another, on another team's second pairing, you know, making 2 to $3 million a year. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I would I, think that's even a bit high, but depending on the team, right? He's yeah. not going to Vegas, like, but you never know. He, on a middling team, I think he's a serviceable second pairing defenseman. Sure. If, if you pair him with the right guy, sure. I guess. Anyway, let's move on with some of the opportunities that this opens up. Right. So here's the thing the Canucks are going into free agency. Yes. Or they, well, the NHL is going into free agency. Yes. And I'm a little worried because as we've talked about before and as is common knowledge in the hockey community, this is a really bad free agency class yeah, or at least what it looks like from, from beforehand. At the high end, yeah. There's there's really no big fish in my opinion. I guess some people are saying Patrick Kane, but like I really can't see him leaving New York. I think it's just a matter of time before he resigns. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and even that, like at the end the, of his career. Yeah, and that's also not the kind of player the Canucks would be no. or should be going after <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, they might I've, be. I've stopped saying what they would do because yeah. they usually don't do what I think they would do. Exactly. Um, here's something that didn't surprise anyone. Uh, Rick Dollywall reported that there are two defensemen the Canucks are looking at who could be hitting UFA status that have already played in Vancouver. God, yeah. Take a guess who each of them are. Uh, Troy Stetcher. Yep. I know he's one of them. And, oh no, I did see this in the news. I can't remember. Who is it? Luke Shen. Oh, Luke Shen. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I was not thinking about him. Yeah. yeah, So before it just seemed like such a slam dunk that Toronto was going to sign him, but they have so many of their own issues and extensions they're trying to give out. Mm -hmm. He's kind of just not high enough on the priority list. So a lot of people are thinking he's going to hit free agency. Yeah. He did really like it in Vancouver from what everyone knows. He still has his residence in Vancouver. Yep. It would not be a big leap to imagine him coming back, especially after the success he had with Quinn Hughes. Yeah. That, that for me, that's it, is that I know the Canucks, or, or we have theorized that they brought in Philip Aronik to play with Quinn Hughes. That's not materialized, and I don't think it will. No. Luke, Luke Shen is that guy. Like, you yep. you can you can bring him in. I think he's probably going to want a bit of a raise, though. Oh, um, absolutely. I, I think he was making... I think he was making, like, nearly league min. Yeah, he was... I think it was, like, 900K that he was yeah. making on his last deal. Yeah, he's going to want more. Yeah, he'll he'll want... I would say reasonable for him, two by two. Really? I would sign him to a two-by-two. Two. I even think that's a bit high. It, it, it's UFA, right? If there's even sure. one other team interested, you have to outbid them. Yeah. That, that's that's why. That's how Erica Branson ended up making four mil. Uh, yeah, you're right. Which is still, that's why you don't build a team that way, though, <laughs> right? Don't, yeah. don't do it when players are at an all-time overvalued status. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, But this is the thing. We're talking about guys that aren't big-ticket guys, yeah. right? 
Um, like you said, the high end of the free agency is dangerous. So yeah, you wouldn't want us to be going after like O'Reilly no, or yeah. or Kane or yeah. guys like that. But yeah, then you come to someone like Troy Stetcher. There's another bottom four guy on your yeah. defense who wants to play in a place like Vancouver. This is his hometown. Yeah. That is, he has really good friends on this team. He played in university with Brock Besser. They're really close. That is someone I want to see on this team because when you talk about culture, I think Troy Stetcher is a huge part of what a culture could be here, right? He, He grew up cheering for this team. He cares. He's going to inherently care more than a lot of people in that locker room. And I think he wants it for all the right reasons. You know, he'd be one of those guys that just should the Canucks ever win the cup, he will get a louder cheer just because of the relationship he would have with the fans here. I think also like anytime you get a, I mean, it's kind of ironic we talk about it now, but anytime you get a hometown boy on a, on that team, you there's a little bit of extra pep in their step. You know, there's a little yeah. bit of extra fire under there. Well, under there their skins, theoretically right? there would be. Right. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, and and that kind of leads me into some of the players I really want to talk about. Okay. Um, which is, because like I said before, this gives them cap space, yep. which is so exciting. Okay, Do you know how much cap space they have available because of the buyout? Uh, is it not about $7 million? Uh, it's just a, a hair under. It's 6.5. Yeah, because right? the the 100000 they're paying him is like... Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, so it's, it's, it's 6.5. Okay. And... This means that they can either go out there and sign a big free agent. Which is a bad idea. I agree. Or they can sign a few smaller free agents. Right. And in my opinion, I think Milan Lucic would be an awesome addition to this team. I don't disagree with you. I think he's gotten over the animosity that he had towards the city for all the stuff that happened after the cup. Yep. And I think the city is mostly over the animosity they have towards him. And which is crazy because he played for two of the Canucks biggest, three of the Canucks biggest rivals. If you want to count LA four. Yeah. Over the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. Since he's been in the league, he has played for three of the Canucks biggest rivals. Has he played for anyone else? No, those are the four teams he played for. If you oh, count, the Oilers. If you count LA as one of their biggest rivals, which I don't, but let's just say for sake of argument that, right. that they are, then he's played for four of their biggest rivals. Yeah. Boston, LA, Calgary, and Edmonton. Yeah. Right? And like, but uh, and it, this city would still welcome him with open arms. You would think he would be hated here. I mean, he's not not hated, you know? <laughs> I guarantee you there is a larger majority of people who would welcome him to the team than, than fans that would be like, no, we don't want that bum. I would agree. I would agree with right? that. Yeah, there, it, there will be more positivity than negativity. Yeah. But you're right. There's a guy who's probably not going to be commanding too much money, right? That's someone who, again, I think you're talking about in probably the 1.5 to 2.5 range. He's yeah. going to be in there somewhere. Yeah. He's not going to be looking for a long deal. Yeah. And outside of defense, what is the number one thing this team does not have? Grit. Grit or toughness <laughs> or a, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever he has, we don't. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Somebody who works for the team today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. yeah. But no, he's... That is someone who I would like to have on this team. And I think you you use this term all the time, net positive. Yeah. He would be a huge net positive, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. At the right price. Which yeah, again, that, like so many people think of his name and just think of the contract like they are part of each other. Well, he was that twenty sixteen group, right? Yeah. Like that all got those big contracts that ended up destroying the teams that they signed them on. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. 
no, but this is this is a scenario where I I think you get him on the right contract. Yep. This is someone that you will not be disappointed as on your team. Yeah. No, I'm I am so excited for the opportunity that may exist of Milan Lucic playing in Vancouver again. And I will admit part of this is because of me watching him win the Memorial Cup as a kid. I knew this was going to yeah. tie into this. Like I some of my fondest hockey memories are of Milan Lucic. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Again, you have to remember when I was a kid. You you are perfect for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact yin yang. Like, but yeah, like again, when I was a little kid, I I liked the Canucks. Yeah, but I was a huge Vancouver Giants fan. Right, like my grandmother had season tickets to the Giants. Yeah, right. I sat row five during the Memorial Cup that they hosted, you know? Like, I just have so many incredible memories of, funny enough, Evander Kane, Milan Lucic, uh, you know, all the guys that were on that team that won the Memorial Cup. Yeah. And, and and teams after, right? Like, even Brendan Gallagher, who wasn't on that team, but, you know, had a huge presence after that. That is one and of the then, biggest missed opportunities the Canucks ever yeah, had. Well, he played under their noses. Yeah. He went in, what, the sixth, seventh round? Oh, he was really late in the draft. At that point, take the gamble. Yeah. Like, you know, whoever you're picking probably isn't going to work out anyway. Why not gamble on the guy who's yeah. who's here, who you have more opportunity to see? And you know what? I think Brendan Gallagher is probably getting to a point in Montreal where he's ready to take off because I think he's... I honestly forgot he was still in the league. He's really? He's got... I mean... I really like Brendan Gallagher. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but like, I feel like he's at a point now where he's injured a lot. Yeah, he. I don't even know what his contract looks like. Yeah, but you know, he's not someone that's selling any more tickets, yeah. right? I just, I don't know, man. I, I have such a soft spot for yeah. the Vancouver Giants from like 2005 to 2012. Like yeah. that's just that's my childhood. And so like, I want to see those players come back and play in Vancouver, except for Cody Franson. Fuck that guy. Why? Who? Because the <laughs> the Preds made a terrible trade, and oh uh, yeah, and that's how they and then they reacquired him, even though they drafted him. It's just it's it's a long story, and I don't want to talk about it. But all right, fair yeah. enough. But yeah, I dude, I love that team, and I'd love to see some of those players come back and play for Vancouver because a lot of them ended up being very successful in the NHL. Yeah, right? yeah, no, that's true. Anyway, um, the other there's one specific one where for me, I just. I don't like it. And this almost falls in the class of like one of the maybe bigger name free agents that you shouldn't go after that. Apparently the Canucks are looking Ooh, at. Here we go. And it, it's I'm so mad because I really thought we got rid of the rumors about this guy after some other things happened. Matt Dumba. Oh, is just apparently inevitably coming to Vancouver. tied to Vancouver. Yeah. And it's so annoying because I got it when it was rumors for Besser and it was a cap dump thing and a whole yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I really thought, you know what? His contract's up. I don't have to hear about this guy anymore. Go come in here for Besser. <laughs> you thought. At least next time I hear a trade rumor to Minnesota, it's not going to be Matt Dumba. It's going to be some other awful thing coming back. <laughs> Matt Dumba is a player who, just because of his name, is going to get more money than he is worth. Yeah, I totally agree. Avoid at all costs. I know our biggest issue is defense. I promise you, Matt Dumba is not the answer yeah, no, to no. those problems. Right. So that that's one that I'm I'm just I'm very concerned about how overvalued he might be 
especially when the talent in the free agency class is so poor, it almost makes him look better by comparison. He looks like a Tyler Myers. Yeah. And I want to say, you know what? They're professional GMs. They wouldn't do something that stupid. (laughs) Again, that you thought. (laughs) Exactly. I've, I've just, I've watched this team too long to think that anymore. So I'm really hoping they avoid that scenario. But who knows, man, like crazier things have happened. Maybe they look at him and they go, this is the perfect way to replace Tyler Myers. <laughs> if they if they come, if they to, sign him to a six by six. Tyler's dude, gonna it's lose not, his mind. It's, <laughs> I I won't be around to see it because I'd kill myself. Oh my god! <laughs> well, if you if you look at their contract situation, like the Canucks, most like they're in the entirety of their forward core. It's crazy, man. Like the only player that's locked up beyond two years, other than J T. Miller, is Connor Garland. And he's only locked up to three years. Everyone else is either one or two years. Here's the thing. I, and I'm sorry, because this isn't necessarily Canucks news related, but it's a take. And And people are here. And Ilya Mikheyev. Ilya Mikheyev. Fantastic. Great. I like him. We've talked before about the Canucks needing to trade JT Miller. And I just, I cannot emphasize enough why right now I need to bring this up. Look at Oliver Ekman Larson. Here's a player that we signed kind of like, I guess near the end of his prime, if you could even say he was still in it. Oh yeah, dude. He's only like, I think he's like 30, 31. That's the thing. He's he's not that old. Yeah, no, not at all. But the Canucks took a chance on him and with his contract and kept him right here. We are two and a half years later and we, we are now paying the consequences of that for almost a decade. Yeah. Right. JT Miller, I feel like could be the next version of that. And I'm not saying he'll be as bad as Oliver Ekman Larson was, but you have a, a young forward group. We just talked about this. The yeah. oldest guys on this team are JT Miller and was Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. We have a really young team. Even if we have cap problems, you can work with young players with cap problems because they still have some value. Trade JT Miller now. And I, I want to be on the record saying this because in a few years when we're going shit, Pedersen and Hughes and Demko are entering their primes they are it may be in the thick of it and every step they take closer to their primes jt miller is taking one step further away but no matter how much worse he gets he's still making that money it really sucks that he got signed to that much money i know it was less it would be a lot it would be he'd be the perfect spot for that but unfortunately it's not um that being said though do you think that the difference between this team making the playoffs next year in their current iteration plus let's say some depth pieces do you think the difference between them making the playoffs and them missing the playoffs is JT Miller? No, I think he's the difference between us winning a cup one day and not winning it. I know yeah. that you always look at that as your metric of success. It's is, all that matters. I know, I know. I have a point I'm getting to. Okay, it. okay, sorry, I, sorry, I know sorry. that you look at that as your metric of success is whether right. you win a cup or not. Yeah. But I also believe that you have to you have to fail, right? You you cannot succeed yeah. unless you fail. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights, right? For sure. They, they made it all the way there and lost in their inaugural season. Yep. And then, in somewhat embarrassing fashion, fell out of the playoffs in the first round or missed the playoffs altogether mm-hmm. before finally putting all the pieces together and making a run at it five or six years later. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Don't you think that there is some pathway that exists for this team to make the playoffs this year and build on that. Do you think that these players that are considered the high end can grow more from making the playoffs than waiting for the team to develop? 
Like, do you really think that, that it benefits them more to suck longer than it does to be a better team now so they can get that taste and, and build that drive? That that's what That's what makes this so tough is because the reason why they even have to make that choice is because the team was built improperly. I agree, but you got to deal with the hand. You have to play the hand you're dealt. You're right. I guess what, what I'm finding a little bit sad is I'm seeing this. If you look at like Canucks history, mm-hmm. I see this group as like the West Coast Express era. Okay. It's a group of really good players that I think are built in a way and have specific flaws that will stop them from making it deep enough. And from the ashes of that can maybe come a Sedin era team, mm-hmm. right? That can really make a run at it. But I think that the problems that they've made for themselves are so permanent, uh-huh. like the OEL contract slash buyout, like what this JT Miller contract will be if Could they be. if they do not trade him by July 1st. Which they won't. But yeah, we're, we're a week and a half away. Every report we've seen has no indication that he's going to get yeah, traded. He's sticking around. And that, that's why I find it so important to say these things now is it, it's hard because I feel like I'm going to listen to this one day and go, oh my God, if they, if they would have just, you know, then you know, I'm, I'm happy being on the record and saying, I just don't agree with you. I think that JT Miller brings more to this team than he takes away. And, and, and I, and that, I agree. That includes, I fully agree. But here's, here's where you won't. That includes the value he has based on his contract. I think that, he can he can bring so much positive to that room, assuming the culture is set correctly. And I think the way they do that is by making the playoffs, is by showing. Right. Like, I I I contribute or sorry I attribute a lot of J T Miller's role on this team to Jack Eichel. Okay. Because in Buffalo, Jack Eichel was fucking miserable yes and it showed and that team sucked yep you're right he went to vegas and all of a sudden he's getting votes for the con Smythe. you're right that is totally true i guarantee you if this team just gets a taste of success next season if they win a round this team could be on a trajectory to the moon but they absolutely need to get they need to have the right decisions made at the top Starting literally yes. yesterday, like yeah. like no more. There's no more room for mistakes. Every decision that Patrick Alvine makes, and let's face it, Rutherford makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. has to be the right one in order for this team to to succeed. But I think that there is a pathway for that to happen. I I agree with that. I agree with that. I I don't know. <laughs> it, it's tough. I feel like I I'm almost getting flustered just thinking about it. But yeah. You're getting excited. I am. I am getting excited, and I I hate that because I told you everyone shouldn't. at the beginning of the episode, give up. No, <laughs> you have to be hopeless. No, th- this is what I'm saying, man. This decision that they made should be sparking hope. Yeah. This should be what you were waiting for. This is the sign that they care. They're tired of, of making mistakes, and now they're doing the things they need to erase the mistakes of the past and make a leap in the right direction. Signing Andre Kuzmenko in December was a good decision. Making sure that Ilya Mikheyev is going to be healthy to go for next season and not playing yep. him into the ground until the end of the season was the right decision. Yep. Bringing in Rick Tockett when they did and making sure that he had a connection with... Look, making sure you had a connection with the players and being able to build that yeah. before, before the end of the season that one I'm i know more... i know that you wanted to see them continue to suck yeah but again my prerogative here is that i think the thing that's the most wrong with this team is their culture and if they can turn that around they're going to be a lot more successful than if they don't i you know what 
instead of arguing with you, what I'm going to say is I, I pray. I, I, every night before I go to sleep, I sit at the foot of my bed <laughs> and I pray that you're right. About that, about oh, that yeah, very right. specific yeah. thing. <laughs> Don't get too I'm excited to over that. <laughs> no, I yeah, I I really. That's the thing. I I, t- I joke around about being hopeless and what I, it's not really a joke. But I I really, I I don't care who you are listening to this. I probably care more than you mm-hmm. about how this team does. Mm-hmm. And you might be sitting there thinking, oh no, well, I care because of this. I don't care. I care <laughs> more than you do. Ask anyone in my life; they will tell you it's true. I am so emotionally attached to this team and how their success affects so many different things in my life. And I just so desperately want to see them win. And I want to do it with people that I love and that are close to me. And that it's, it's maybe my biggest fault because it's kind of like having blinders on. And sometimes you can't see the big picture because you're so focused mm-hmm. on the end goal. Yeah. Right. That That's just where I'm at is I, I want them to win, and every move they make makes me terrified that it could be the wrong one, even when it is the right one. And, man, I'm here to tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and I can see it. I, I, I hope. I really, really, really hope so. I really do. Well, let's keep talking about other players that they could go after in free agency. Because as I mentioned, Milan Lucic fucking better not c- command the entirety of their cap space. Yeah. But... Um, if they do sign him, they will still even have space for more. And another name I'm hearing, which I really like because I think he'd be a great fit for this team, is Evan Rodriguez. Okay, this is a player I hear a lot about. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm just vastly uneducated. Okay, so Evan Rodriguez, I believe he started his career in Buffalo, then went to Pittsburgh, and I think he won a cup in Pittsburgh, and then ended up in Colorado where he won another one. So this right. is a guy who has... He just wins a lot. He He's one of those pieces, like... I want to kind of give you another comparable. Um, like, I'm thinking like Anthony Sorelli kind of thing, where like they're they're not the best player on their team. Well, actually, Anthony Sorelli's pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to, get, but like anyway, all I'm saying is he's a very solid depth player, and he's a centerman. He plays well in his zone. He brings the puck up well. He doesn't score a ton, but he definitely does get points where he needs it. Right. His his biggest critique critique that I would give him is he's a bit streaky. Okay. Um, but honestly, and he's a bit of a glass bones kind of guy. He he was injured and he didn't play much in the playoffs, if at all. Like a Mason um, Raymond. You know what? That's not a terrible comparison. This is I mean, again shot in the dark here. Yeah, but like Mason Mason Raymond was definitely more about speed and and attacking and spinoramas <laughs> and, and, and and making spinoramas illegal <laughs> stupid <laughs> shootout moves. But stupid, I think, it worked. Yeah, like well, every every third time, it worked. Yeah, it was yeah. very exciting when it did. <laughs> Anyway, what I'm getting at is I think that this team, like, when was the last time they had a solid third line center? Nick Benino? As wild as that is, you're probably right. Right? Like, I think that he could be a consistent third line presence that shows that this team has some depth scoring. They're not just relying on Besser to rip one from the slot. Yeah. Or or, or Horvat to stand in the in the low slot. I was going to say, Horvat was probably our best yeah. third line center back when he was a third line center. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, I think that proves your point more than anything. Right? So, like, I think if they can bring in Evan Rodriguez at a decent cap hit, because, again, we whenever yeah. we talk about free agents, it's all about the money. It's yeah. literally all yeah. about the money. We're talking about guys that would look great in blue and green, not about yeah. guys we want to be paying exactly. or paying, paying that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but again, like, I, I saw uh, rumors about this, and I think that, man, it would be such an awesome addition because I think he's also a lot of the things that Tanner Pearson should have been. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Actually, that's a point I want to bring up, too. Early indications are showing Pearson could be back for training camp, yeah. which a lot of people, like, the rumors near the end of the season were his career is done. Yeah. He will not play professional hockey yeah. again. This... I mean, whenever a guy gets injured, especially after something like that, where it's just like a surgery that goes wrong and then you need yeah. three follow-ups, can, I cannot express how happy I am that he oh is my okay. God, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And he's going to get his career back. Mm. Like, that is great. On a completely separate oh, note brother. that has nothing to do <laughs> with how happy I am that he is healthy, this in monetary value is not good for the Canucks cap situation where he was on LTIR, so, yeah, so it, it didn't eat affect up us. about half of their cap. Yeah, yeah that's right. Cap. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, so I th that. that's almost why I look at Rodriguez and I'm like, well, well also, is Pearson a winger? Yes, like, I believe so, yeah. 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 Pearson is, uh, he's overpaid, right, it is what he is. Just yeah. blanket statement, he is paid too much money for what he does. I mean, this, they, they tried to make him work on those top lines, but it just never happened. No. Right? He's he's a very safe player, yeah. but you can't put someone that safe with Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser because he's not going to produce anything. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Actually, more than anything, he was played with Bo Horvat. Yeah. And he, honestly, Tanner Pearson's the best spot on this team for him is the third line. But yeah. when he's not being paid like a third liner, you can't put him there. Exactly. So it's it's tough. Like, it's one of those things, similar to OEL, where it's like the biggest thing holding these guys back is that they were just overpaid. And you, yeah. can, and you can't fault them for that. And that, that was right? another contract that as soon as it was given out, I couldn't understand the logic behind yeah. it. And I made my opinion on that well known. Yeah. I think by that point, I think we were even doing the podcast. Yes, we, yeah, we were. And I'm, I'm sure... If someone out there has it in them to go back and try to find it. <laughs> Looking at you, th memes guy. <laughs> th there will be a rant that I make yeah. about how awful of a decision that is. Yeah. Here we are, two and a half years later, yeah. or two years later, whatever it is. Yeah. And it it was. It was a bad decision. Yep. And not only did it screw us, it's kind of screwing him because yeah. the way people are looking at him is through the lens of a second or first liner, yeah. which he is not. And he oh, yeah. and in my opinion, he never was since he's been a Canuck, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I don't know. I, I'm glad he's okay, and I'm really glad he's going to get back to playing hockey, but this does throw a bit of a wrench into some of the Canucks' plans because they're now going to have to take that out of their salary cap. Yeah. Assuming that they don't make more moves this summer. Yeah. Which, they, I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if they're done here. Like, this is oh, Patrick Elvin's first real offseason to, like, play with this roster. Yeah. I would be surprised if they're done here. No, well, actually, one of the biggest things I've heard about them is not so much about free agency. It's about the draft. Okay. They are really looking at moving up. That's exciting to hear. It It is. It is exciting to hear. What they give up to move up, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the price tags are. I don't know how far up they're trying to move, but they're picking 11th, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yes, a couple players they've talked about liking a lot or, or one specifically that almost surprised to be me. Leo Carlson. Yeah. They have to move way up to get him. Well, that's just it. That yeah. looks unrealistic. They've been talking about Matt Vemichkov. Oh, this has come brother. up. This has actually, like I said before, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah. It's now being reported that they are very interested in See, him. See, but like, 
I don't know if I can believe that only because it doesn't make any sense. Like every decision that they've made in the last 10 years, <laughs> nothing has shown me that they're looking at the future. Like we know that Matt Vay Mitchkov won't be coming to North America for at least four more years. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me why they would want to pick a player who they know they're not going to get till four or five years down the line. It, it's funny because that is, if, if this, at all, if this team went in the direction that I'd hoped they would have. Yeah, this would make sense. Yeah, because you go, yeah, in four years from now, that's where like, yeah, we would love to add a player like that. Yeah. Right. Instead, we're in a position where in four years, we might already be talking about the next rebuild. You know, <laughs> we, well, we could be. We yeah. could be. <laughs> yeah. Or the, that they should be doing. Y- yeah. <laughs> but for the next retool on the fly. Yeah. But it, it oh God, don't say that. <laughs> but what's, what's worse to your ears? Retool on the fly or the name Mark Messier? Oh, God. You're really going to make me pick between those? <laughs> what's worse? I don't know. Would you, would you, I don't know. Would you rather have someone puke in your mouth or shit? Okay. Like, <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for that image. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. That was equivalent for me, just okay. so you know. Right. But no, he, he's a player who I think you're right. If you look at, he may have the second or third highest ceiling in this draft as in terms of what he could be one day. Yeah. I and mean, before he signed the contract, he was the consensus too. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that being said, that was also what over a year ago now. And yeah. a lot can change in, in the draft year. Yep, so. for sure. There, there's a lot of players they could move up for. I look at Columbus, and I really do think that, you know, maybe there's an opportunity that they could try to trade JT Miller. Yeah. Like, it just makes too much sense. He's from Ohio. I know. He, he would fit perfectly on their top line. But it seems to be, again, kind of contradictory to what they're trying to do, which is sell oh, you really? that. No. No, dude, Columbus has been making so many moves to try and get better ASAP. That's true, but so have the Canucks. Yeah. and that, no, Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about what Columbus is no, trying No, 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 sorry, I meant about what Vancouver's yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, 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 oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Columbus, there. yeah, sure, they're giving money to any old fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Eric <laughs> Branson, come on down. Yeah. Well, even just, like, more recently, like, they've been making a lot of moves to try and make themselves better. Yeah, which is, right? which is weird, because they seem like a team with no pressure to do that. You know, they really could have done things the right way. Yeah. I wonder if maybe they just they just don't make enough money as a team, so they have to force it to happen quickly. But yeah, they seem like a team that was so well set up, and they're kind of giving some of those pieces up for pieces that I don't think a team like that needs right now. But the weird thing about Columbus is that, like, yeah, they did finish at the bottom of the standings. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense that they did. Yeah, no, they you're right. They they might be a team that thinks that they're just a couple pieces away from a, a turnaround here. They need to fix their goaltending. That, that's a big deal for them. Yeah, I mean, like, in my opinion, I think that they could have kept going with um, Eunice Corpusalo, but who knows, man. If, if, if Elvis Merzlikens ends up turning out to be a decent number one, then fine. Yeah. But, like, for me, it's just, like, they have a roster that isn't terrible. Like, they have, you know, older players that are solid. You got Boone Jenner, Johnny Goudreau on the front end, mm-hmm. right? And then, obviously, they have Patrick Laine. And if yep. they added a player like JT Miller, like that's a decent core. Yeah. And then supplementary players like, you know, Jack Roslevic. Um, they obviously also have Ken Johnson. And funny enough, they have players like Sean Corrali and Liam Foody who can really like bot- help out the bottom end of that roster. Yeah. Um, it's just like they have players there that they shouldn't be at the bottom of the league. Um, and then on defense, they're also pretty decent like i feel like a lot of people forget adam boquist was a big part of the seth jones deal and so he's there right they just got ivan provorov which was that move i was talking about like it doesn't make any sense that a terrible team 
would make a move to acquire a player like Ivan Provorov. Yeah. And yet they did it anyway. They also acquired Damon Severson. So, like, they have a decent team. And Zach Wierenski was out all year, and he'll be back. Like, this is a team that you would think, looking at them on paper, they are a playoff lock, right? Yeah, oh, for Especially sure. Especially in for the sure. division that they're in. Like, that is yeah. a, that's possibly the worst division in hockey. And that, that's Maybe the, the thing. Central. Like, when it comes to a JT Miller trade, if that, if that was all they wanted, or that and a small sweetener, I would do that in a well, heartbeat. And, and the Canucks first. Right. The, the oh, Canucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. First, you swap first and JT Miller. And JT Miller plus and, and it wouldn't be unreasonable to think that they might want something else, right? Like next year's first. Mm, I don't like trading away firsts that aren't for other firsts. <laughs> but um I'd have to think about it. It, it. I would want it to be smaller than that. But you but you get the idea. This yeah. is a somewhat realistic scenario that the Canucks could do. And it looks like something that the Blue Jackets could be interested in doing. But another thing the Canucks mentioned is they aren't going to make a move in the draft just to make a move. If they move up, it's because they see something that they want and that they want badly for a specific reason. Well, the Jackets are picking third, are they not? They are. Right. So we've got Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson. We know why they would be moving up. Yeah, that's that's true. Right. But, But that's the thing is, again, we don't know how far up they're trying to move right we don't know that they're yeah. trying to move to third we i only brought that up because columbus has been pretty open about yeah. saying hey we're pretty loose with this third overall pick yeah come get it yeah. you know yeah so i i just think it could make sense yeah but also yeah it looks like the canucks don't want to give up jt miller mm-hmm. so and even though i disagree with it that it means it would be unlikely that that kind of a trade would formulate you know yeah. i can I can see uh, the Canucks also trying to trade up to get Benson. I wouldn't mind As that. As I mentioned last week. Hometown guy. Right, local kid. Yeah, you, you to like me. to see it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know if I always I don't know if I always trust what Canucks management says to the media or to the public. Because I remember after the Horvat trade, they talked about the first round pick we acquired and how excited they were because that meant we were going to add a young, fresh talent to this team. And they were so excited because it's such a deep draft and it was so meaningful. And then, like, a week later, they flipped it for Heronic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I think some of that is almost just to drum up value in what they have. Like, yeah, they're sure. going, oh, no, well, we can't give you that pick because uh, we already promised our fans we are going to pick someone real good with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the price is going to be a little steeper if you want that. You yeah. know, like, just think things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't always it makes know. sense to me. Like, fuck, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just go out there and just be like, absolutely no chance ever Connor Garland gets traded. Ever. He's a Canuck for life to the rafters, <laughs> yeah. number eight. Like, <laughs> hey, it, man, why not? Yeah. And then someone comes up and is like, well, what do you give me for, you know, what do you want for Garland? They go, oh, unfortunately, we've already promised yeah. our fans he will have a jersey retirement ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but Bedard looks pretty good. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, yeah, Chicago, you want to do yeah. a little Garland for Bedard <laughs> one for one? I guess yeah. we could consider okay. going back on our word for yeah. that. Connor for Connor. <laughs> Hey, I like that. I like that. Do any yeah. Connor for Connor. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take either of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, no, that, that I think does it for the Canucks news this week. There was just so much. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about them for an hour. Yeah. Oh, man. This has been a long connect. Well, we, we knew that before this episode, oh, though. Yeah. Like, there I was mean, a so, lot. So did the listeners. They would have to know that coming into this, we were going to be. Because also, the OEL. Um, uh, buyout it dropped the day we released last week's episode yes that's like, right literally, oh, yeah, it kind of sounds like old after. news almost well it isn't because look at all the the, the the cavalcade of stuff that came out because of it yeah that's right? true 
that so that is good true. that we've had so much time since then yeah but anyway yeah, yeah. i guess we should probably look at the inbox <laughs> oh yeah geez oh geez yeah so, do you uh, have that pulled up there uh no i don't okay i can pull that up really quick for you right, um it Man, appears forward to this yeah we have a few questions i'll throw them to you first and then oh, brother tell me okay um so first of all uh we have are you guys surprised that oel was bought out <laughs> no no me either no. we knew that something was going to happen um and honestly, I think we even talked about it being potentially OEL. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, no, I'm, I'm really not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, me, me either. And it, it, it being this offseason, I'm a little bit surprised. I ex- expected it probably would have been maybe another year, but I'm happy to see it. Yeah, it, you almost think they could have ridden it out for another year. But like you said, they're trying to build a team that can get into the playoffs. Yeah. And they, they, they've almost, to say they've run out of patience with the fans would be the understatement of the year. Yeah. But like they, they don't have another year to burn here to yeah. go, oh, we'll just dwell at the bottom one more year and then we'll start making moves. Like they, they had to do it now. Yeah. Yep. Um, but sorry, that did remind me of one really quick thing. After the buyout, it was also kind of reported that they are not shopping Tyler Myers. He will be a Canucks at least at the beginning of next year, possibly for all of it. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> There's no way that they're not accepting phone calls for Tyler Myers. I wouldn't be. I would be... I would hang on to him until the deadline. And, and I think that right. because right now, like where, where his salary cap is, we would have to give up something to get rid of him. Oh, I see what you're right? saying. See, if you, me, if, if they ride it out, came knocking and they were like, hey, what do you want for Myers? I'd oh, yeah. Like, if they are offering us yours. a net positive for Tyler Myers, that'll be the quickest phone call they've ever had. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'm already faxing you the contract. Yeah. Like, but no, it's they would the Canucks would have to give something up. Yeah. So because. It, this is almost on a very small scale would be kind of like the OEL thing where mm. if we would have hung on to that bad salary for one more year would have been gone and not a problem anymore. Yep. Now we're paying for it until 2031. <laughs> Jesus. Let that sink in everybody. Wow. OEL is now on our payroll until 2031. Obviously a, a Tyler Myers thing. We would not be in that much trouble, yeah. but if it's only one more season, yeah. Whatever you get out of that is not going to be the difference between playoffs oh, and no yeah. playoffs. Ride it out one more year, get rid of him for free. Yeah. And then hell, give him a one by one. I don't <laughs> care. Bring him back. Bring him back. Yeah. Sign him to a two way contract and let him rot in my ears. Yeah. No. You know, you know what's funny? I was thinking about so if OEL's on the books in Vancouver until 2031, yeah. that means he's on the books one year longer. Then Rick DiPietro is on the books in New York. When did that buyout happen again? I think they bought him out in like 2008. Oh my God. Yeah. How long? No, are- no, 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 no. It was 2012. It was like 20, 2010, 2012 okay, area. Still. But yeah. 20 years? <laughs> yeah. What do they have to pay him per year? A million dollars. Every, dude, every Canada day. Um, I think it's it's uh, Trash Talkers <laughs> on Instagram posts happy Rick DiPietro day. Because he makes a million bucks. Because he makes a million bucks. That's Canada hilarious. Day. Yeah, he gets paid a million bucks every Canada Day until 2030. Rick DiPietro hasn't played a game in the NHL since the mid-2000s. Like, that 2000s. is wild. Hilarious, right? How are you allowed to stretch out a buyout that long back because then? Because remember how they used to structure contracts? Remember how Luongo's got structured? Oh, yeah, yeah, It yeah. was before that CBA, so right. they could. And they, they signed him to like a 15-year contract. So when they bought it out, it got spread out over 30 years. Yeah. 20 years. <laughs> Crazy, Jesus right? Christ. Yeah. They basically signed him to a contract after his rookie deal that would carry him through the entirety of his career. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they signed well, I think the, the Luongo one was 12 years. I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah. it was. Yeah. Because yeah. Rick DiPietro's was 15 and he signed it in 2003. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? It's mental. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else we got? In the yeah, moving box? on. Uh, what happens when Canucks finish in a worse spot than they did this season? Well, <laughs> Which is kind of, that is the hopelessness I was alluding yeah. to. Glad some of you out there are listening to me. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that is bleak. Yeah, what what happens? So they finished 10th well, oh, from the bottom this year. What happens if next year they're 8th from the bottom? Yeah. You know? Um. Wow. Okay. I mean, we should go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It It is as much because as we don't okay. want to think about it. Yeah. That is, it can happen. Right. Let's look at it this way. Okay. If Demko gets injured again. Yeah. Then that becomes an increasingly more realistic uh, outcome. Right. Yep. Because Colin D'Elia is not going to be a starter in the NHL. No. Ever. No. He might uh, not even be a backup. Yeah. Silovs is, I think he's going to be great. Yeah. He's very young right now. He's not NHL caliber yet. Yeah. He's just and not. Martin has proven that he cannot handle the starting position. Yes. If if he does, if Demko does get injured, you're going to see a tandem for sure. Yeah. Um, but but neither I, of those is a good no, option. If that happens, however, I think that the Canucks, you know, falling down in the standings is a more increasingly um, realistic outcome. Yep. If that happens, you have to blow it up, right? Oh man, that's tough. Wait, but like, here's the thing. At that point, it's not even your choice anymore. You think if we are hovering in the bottom 10 in the league next year, you think Pedersen and Hughes don't demand trades? You think stop. Demko doesn't say stop hanging me out to dry in, in front of some of the worst defense I've seen in my career? To me, they're almost in like a Leafs position where it's like, like obviously the Leafs are more like, what more can you do? Like that, those teams are stacked. Every yeah. Year. When you look at the Leafs, it's almost hard to blame them. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, shit, things didn't fall your way sometimes. Yeah. With us, it's like, it was, just, it was just, like I said before, it was built wrong yeah. from the beginning, from the foundation up. It yeah. was just wrong. Yeah. Man, it's tough. I like, I don't want to think about it, but yeah, if, if for whatever reason, cause Menko drops down to earth and he scores 10 goals and, uh, Pedersen doesn't come back and have a career season like he did last year. If Hughes forgets how to play defense completely, yeah. If Ronick doesn't end up being what the Canucks expect him to be, like for me, a lot has to go wrong for it to be worse because last season was that tire fire, right? Last yeah, season they lost was the it first going off seven the games of the year exactly after right? holding multi goal leads in yeah. all of the first four and yeah. blowing them in the like, third period. That's the crazy. Is this is a good team? Yeah, this is a good team, and I think just there's been so much despair lately that fans forget that. But you have a good team; it's just the the pieces ha haven't been fitting together right. So, I mean, like that being said, though, the question was if it's a bad season and they finish lower than they should. It, they it, it was what do they do? Yeah, then the answer is inevitably yeah they they have to blow it up, and that means moving Patterson. It yep. means moving Hughes. It means maybe moving Demko. Right, like, and I, I think I feel like I'm almost more ready for that than I should be. It's like, yeah, for sure, because this is a good team. Like, if they don't make the playoffs next year, oh man, yeah, they. I we're think look, we're looking at a like maybe worse than Buffalo situation. Oh yeah, I think you're looking at half empty seats. I know you won't. That'll never happen in Vancouver. There's too I, many. There's too many rich fans who don't know anything about hockey to live in Vancouver. There, there are a lot of them. But I think there's also a lot of people here who are season ticket members who are going all year round yeah. that understand that the problem is not fixable. Yeah. It's not 
management. It's not coaching. It's not players. It's ownership. Yeah. So you think that the the boycott actually happens? Yeah. I think if they do poorly next year, they think about it. They made the season in, or sorry, they made the playoffs in the year where the playoffs were all in Edmonton in the bubble. The next fans haven't been to a playoff game in Vancouver since 2015. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And after that year, they had the full season with no fans. Yep. They were, the Canucks were terrible, but they almost got a free pass because just no one, whole team had COVID. No one cared. Half the fans weren't even watching because it was just such a a weird scenario. Yeah. The next year, they hired Bruce Boudreaux and they almost got in the playoffs and there was hope. This year, they bought him out the beginning of the season. They bought him out the middle of the season and then they bring in Tockett and they jump up in the standings at the end, but not even close to enough. If they do not do something this year, They've exhausted every reason, scapegoat, anything imaginable that they could throw under the bus to say, this is why we're losing. They're out. They have completely run out. It is going to be even the casual fans will know that it's ownership. And if it doesn't work next year, it does go to boycott level. I think it really goes to fine. You won't build us a team. We won't buy tickets. We won't buy jerseys. We won't buy merch. You are on your own, buddy. We're not going to watch your games. Your viewership is going to tank. You're not going to make sponsorship money. All of it. We will flush it down the drain for you just so you get your goddamn hands off the team. Mm -hmm. I really think next year it would happen if they suck again. I guess we'll find out. A lot of people were on the brink this year at the end of the year. So I think next year, I think it would be a tidal wave. Yeah. And maybe that's why they made the push at the end of the season that they did. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah. One last question that I, sure. I just thought this one's kind of funny because I used in the inbox thing. It's a picture of me, you, uh, Tyler and Alex. Yeah. And uh, someone commented who I guess must be new here. Tell me that the guy in the back referring to Alex is not related to Anthony Bavillier. <laughs> <laughs> that person is not new. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah it, it does kind of, we've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. Alex looks like Anthony Bovillier. No, 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 no. Anthony Bovillier looks like looks Alex. like Alex, right? <laughs> of course, I'm sure he must get that all the time. Like, hey, are you on the Vancouver Voice podcast? It's like, no, the podcast is about me. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for the inbox this week. Uh, I think we'll uh, send her to break here. That's yeah, not a bad idea, considering we're an hour into this. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you on the other side right after the break. <laughs> and trivia True. trivia Alex Ovechkin is widely considered to be the greatest goal scorer of our generation he's played his entire career thus far with the Washington Capitals however one team tried to draft him though it was deemed ineligible prior to the Capitals drafting him name that team you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys podcast. Hope you enjoyed all that Canucks news. Yeah, the Vancouver Boys marathon, it seems. Yeah, all hour and a half of it. Or uh, what? Marcus and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I I said it at the beginning, but I yeah. really mean it. If you were a fan of Tyler or Alex, and that's why you listen to this podcast, I am I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just like skip to the next episode because it's going to yeah. be more of the same coming over here, I think. Yeah, if you came here to listen to one of us rant about our teams, it's probably yeah. what you're gonna get but you know what i specifically want to hear you rant right now you? about your weekly segment the goof of the week what a goof that's right welcome to my part of the show my segment where i find uh <laughs> so I'm, I'm timing this one i'm timing this one right, i'm right. actually gonna do it okay uh stopwatch okay whenever you're ready that's right. Welcome to my segment, my part of the show, where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever. Have you I bring up the story with the guys? We have a quick chat about it. And this week, take a guess. Seven five. Six six six, six five. I'll take it. That was that's a very big improvement over eleven seconds, which wow. I think yeah. I got a time penalty, but yeah. you you that's true. You did actually, but still yeah. six seconds on that one. Very impressive. Sweet. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Anyway, anyway. So this week in the biggest goof of the week. I have two. I could not pick between wow. these two. They're just they're has this so ever even happened good. before? No, I've I've literally every single time I've had multiple goofs. I've been like, there is a clear winner here. I will pick one over the other. But this week, I have two stories that fit the quintessential definition of what a goof of the week is. Fantastic! So I, I have to make two. Let's hear them. Okay, I will start with Zion Williamson. Yeah. Who? (laughs) He was the first overall pick in, I believe, the 2019 NBA draft. Okay. And he is uh, one, he should be one of the best players in the NBA, but there is a bit of, uh, uh, I guess, up for debate is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, He's been injured. He's had some weight-related issues. He's come to camp not in the shape he should have, that sort of thing. Very controversial, polarizing figure in the NBA. Okay. And it came out a few days ago that he and his girlfriend are expecting. That's, I've, I, w- <laughs> I want to say congratulations. Yes. But due to the premise of this segment, I feel like something's going to go wrong here. <laughs> well, what if I told you, and this isn't even the goofy part, that the mother of his soon-to-be child is an adult film star. I thought you were going to say not his wife. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess. Sure. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Okay. Here's the goofy part. A different adult film star took to Twitter and shared her opinions about Zion Will- Williamson and his expecting uh, mother to be. Okay. And she said, uh, excuse me, you're my boyfriend and we are expecting a child together. And went on a wow, (laughs) and went on a tirade, outing him, posting Snapchat screenshots of things that he said, and that were like a week and a half before the he announced that he was having a baby with this other woman. It's weird to think about about famous people having Snapchat. Yeah, I I don't know that that just seems like (laughs) such like a I'm in high school thing or like I'm a young. It's weird thinking about like. Yeah. Superstar athletes just going on Snapchat being like, you up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Which apparently yeah. he was. Zion did quite a few <laughs> he times. He was up. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, so she went on Twitter. And you can look for the tweets yourself. They are graphic. I mean, she's talking about some of the stuff that or he was talking about some of the stuff he was going to do to her. And then she talked oh. about some of the stuff that they had been doing and how hmm. he, he had talked about moving her 
to live in New Orleans, which is he plays for the Pelicans, which is the New Orleans wow. basketball team. And this is like within a few days of him announcing that he and his girlfriend are pregnant. Crazy stuff, eh? Yeah, and they're both adult film they're stars. They're both adult film actresses. You see, at first when I kind of thought about that, it was like, oh, you know, I get it. It's like a flex or whatever. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like yeah. something I would brag about. Yeah. You know? Bizarre, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. But that's, he's, he could start his own yeah. browsers. <laughs> he could, yeah. He's he's actually just an industry mogul and he's starting, <laughs> starting a company. This is the best promo ever. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, man. Zion Hub. Anyway, I got them both pregnant. Want to watch? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outs himself. Here's the evidence. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that's one goof. And you're right. That that yeah. was not passable. Yeah. How could I not bring that up as a goof of the week? Yeah, for sure. Well, there's another one. Okay. And this is like a story that is just out of left field. Okay. If, as if that one wasn't already. Right. However, this is a bit more literal out of left field. Baseball? We're going to baseball. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> so the Oakland Athletics had a game this week. <gasps> oh, I actually know about this. And I this bet is you do. Awesome. <laughs> this bet. is the best and maybe coolest thing I've ever seen yeah. an entire fan base do Dude, when, together. When I saw this, I was like, Marcus is going to be in love with this. Boy, you have no idea how right you are. But for yeah. those of you who don't know what we're talking about, yeah. Jake, give, give them a bit of a rundown. I will dive into it. So it has been pretty well documented that for the last few years, the o Oakland Athletics have not been a very good baseball team. No. Nope. So much so that it is almost set in stone that they're being relocated to Vegas next season. Right. Well, the fans of said team have decided that they were going to boycott the team. However, they didn't boycott the team in the traditional sense by not buying tickets and not going to games. They've already been doing that. Which they have been doing because the team sucks and yeah. it makes sense and they're losing their team. And, and that sucks too because I think Oakland is a good sports town. Mm -hmm. However, they decided to sell out a game. But instead of cheering for the team to win, they chanted sell the team as loud as they possibly could the entire game. There were plenty of other antics that took place throughout the game like being dead quiet when certain batters were up at the plate yep. and then screaming sell the team when other players were. It, it was just, I mean, please do go back and watch the highlights. It is one of the coolest fan interaction things I've ever seen in, in sports. It It is genuinely amazing. And I want to talk about one other thing that's part of that is that people were saying, oh, if you like your team so much, you would just go to the games all the time and not just to one game. People don't understand that with baseball, even more so than hockey, it is so based on the owners and yep. what they're willing to spend, right? Because they have the soft cap, which is a whole, it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's really the owners, like Vancouver Canucks fans are mad because our owner has so much influence on the team. Yeah. Baseball, all the owners do. Yeah. So if your team sucks, the owner is probably why, yep. you know, or there, there's a, a bigger chance that that's why. Yeah. They're mad because their owner has not helped them become good. Yeah. And now that they're not selling tickets because they've been a crappy team for so long, yeah. he's like, oh, well, I'm going to try the same thing in Las Vegas yeah, and just move your team away, yeah. right? And people don't, people don't realize how important that is. Mm -hmm. When a team moves, yeah. right? Like the, the last team that moved in the NHL was Atlanta, 
Yeah. Atlanta did and not. They went ha- to fucking Winnipeg. Yeah. But that, but that's a team that did not have a lot of fans, right? Like Atlanta just, there were not hockey fans in Atlanta. And the NHL failed to create any, if, yeah. if, if many at all, right? Twice. They moved them to a location that was filled with like foaming the mouth hockey fans yeah. who have nothing else to do. Yeah. Right? Th- that was a good move. This is taking a baseball team away from a baseball town. This is like when Winnipeg left. Yeah. Right. And I'm and I'm not saying anything about how Vegas would treat the team. Like I'm sure they could be a good market too. But man, I feel awful because I know of Oakland Athletics fans. And I couldn't imagine like the team that your heart and soul is based around just getting ripped right out of your home city. It's like, sorry, that's not your team anymore. Yeah. That's someone else's team. We've taken it from you and given it away. And so I, I love what they did so yep. much. They're calling it a reverse boycott. Yeah. And it's just, man, I would love, we were talking about if the Canucks yeah. failed next year, if they really burned, I would love to see something like that. Yeah. Just, I, I would, would love happen. to see those seats sit almost empty all season and then have like one game yeah. where you just give it to them. And you know what's too bad is that it could have been last season and the game they could have done that would have been Bruce Boudreaux's last game. And they, yeah, <laughs> it just never... Because that game felt like it. It did. Because we were right. there. We were there. That's right. Yeah. It, But it was Bruce there it is all night long. Yeah. Like it was people, it wasn't as maybe coordinated mm-hmm. as this one, but people were voicing their opinions saying, look, he was not the problem mm-hmm. and you are not fooling a person in this building into thinking he was. Yeah. Because they tried to. They really oh, yeah. tried to drag him through the mud. And yeah, they tried all. to patsy him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So much so that they made this whole year's slogan, structure, habits, <laughs> like like everything that he was criticized for. Yeah. They're like, that's our whole brand now. Yeah. It's like, you know, anyway, sorry to go down that rabbit hole again. Canucks no, News is over. You listened to the hour and a half yeah. of that already. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I, I love that the Oakland Athletics fans did that. Yep. And I'm rooting for them. I hope somehow... Somehow it works. I yeah. really do. I don't think it will, no. but I'm really rooting no, yeah. for them. I, I Dude, like I said, as soon as I saw that story, I was like, oh, Marcus is going to have a field day with this. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it just it just fits. Yeah, it's so perfect. Well. It's such yeah. a great, like, fans at the fan level. Those are blue-collar workers, yeah. or a, a good majority of them anyway. Yeah. Those are people who care, right? They're emotionally tied in. They don't make money if the team does good or bad, mm. like, like they're not in it for that. They're in it simply for their own entertainment and joy. Yeah. And that's why it means so much to them is because if you move that, if you take that away, they have to find something else to do with their lives. Yeah. You know, that's a really big deal, especially because they've already lost the Raiders. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the golden state warriors moved out of Oakland as well. They're just in a different city. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to play in Oracle Arena, which maybe they still do. I'm not a huge NBA guy, but I yeah. think I remember someone saying that they moved out of Oakland. But it suck losing still. two teams to Vegas too. Like they both go there. That's kind of like salt in the wound a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, definitely. That would be like if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers also went to Atlanta. Like, wow, you really <laughs> left us with yeah. nothing but yeah. knives. They stab each other a lot there. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> okay, you, you didn't laugh. I wasn't sure if you got the yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah. A lot of crime over there in Winnipeg. You know what other team left Winnipeg? No. The Winnipeg Ice. Their WHL team. What? Yeah, that that came out this week. The Winnipeg Ice oh. left, 
left Winnipeg. I did they see were, something about they were, that. I think they were bought by a different owner. But yeah, they were. But they yeah, were, and they the, were moved out. Yeah, That's the right. Winnipeg Ice have been moved to Wenatchee. Where? <laughs> Wenatchee. Wenatchee, Florida. Wenatchee, like, give, give me. No, a, oh, oh, oh! Wenatchee is in uh, Washington State. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be called the Wenatchee Wild. That's kind of cool. I'm almost a little bit glad because I don't I don't know if the Winnipeg guys played out of Winnipeg, like if they were actually from there or a suburb. But I feel like when you have a downtown core that already has a professional hockey team in it, mm-hmm. you don't really need to have other like like look at the Giants, right? The Vancouver Giants. They moved to Langley. Yep. The Abbotsford Canucks play in Abbotsford, right? They're all yep. close to Vancouver, but they're not all playing out of the same building because otherwise you're just you you are constantly neglecting the same fans, right? The ones who can't afford a downtown condo, which, by the way, is everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that conversation we had the other week where you were like, oh, if you could afford to live in a in a condo downtown, where would you live? Yeah. <laughs> we said, oh, we'd have acreage in Langley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we, we would not. Yeah, the question I think was meant to be like, yeah, yeah what area of Vancouver yeah. would you live in? It's like, yeah, none of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd live in Abbotsford and yeah. I'd have like, I'd own a detached family like, home. A good portion of Abbotsford. <laughs> yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would happily live in Abbotsford if I could afford to live in Vancouver. Yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. but that's... um. Yeah, it's along the yeah. same idea there. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, I'm so happy that there's a team leaving Winnipeg. It's a shithole. No <laughs> one. <laughs> Jesus. This is what an awful place filled with awful people. Yeah, I'm so happy. The I'm players- glad the shred of happiness you have is leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that uh, all the players that uh, play for the Winnipeg Ice now get to play in the States in Wenatchee. Yeah. Such, such a nicer place. <laughs> if if the, if the lower mainland could find like a permanent sports tenant for the Pacific Coliseum, they would be laid out perfectly. Mm-hmm. You've got an Abbotsford team, yeah. you know, about, about what in traffic, what do you want to call that? An hour and a half from downtown, yeah. maybe I mean, two, yeah. like, well, it really dep- depends yeah, on traffic. It, it really depends on what the number one looks yeah, like. If you're going down there at four thirty five o'clock, forget it. Yeah. You won't be there by game time. But that's also, that's still the lower mainland. It's a highly populated area. Like that's part sure, of your yeah, fan base, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you go to Langley about, uh, would you say 20 minute drive from Abbotsford, maybe a bit longer? Oh no, it's like a half hour, half hour. Yeah. yeah okay. So a half hour drive. Like, if you're talking like uh, the Abbotsford event center to the Langley event center. Yeah. It's probably about a half hour. Okay. So a half hour drive. Yeah. Then you have another level of hockey there. Right. And then you kind of have the, the warriors and the Canucks in Rogers arena. In if you had like the warriors with like Pacific Coliseum as their home building, and we had rapid transit that went there, like a SkyTrain yeah. branch off or something. Yeah. It would be laid out perfectly. Yeah. But I mean, and then it's if you pretty think good. about the, the floating. Right. The float. Oh, man. <laughs> that must have been like episode 25, yeah. oh, 30. Dude, episode two. That's even earlier. No, than no, that. no. Because we were in the studio. Oh, we were okay. in the we were in Tyler's old place for oh, that. Okay. So. Yeah, oh man, Tyler had an idea for those of you who weren't around, which is most of you. Yeah, two years ago. Tyler had an idea where Vancouver could have a stadium that because we couldn't find land to build a new a one. Ballpark. Oh, it was a baseball park. That's yeah, right. Because yeah. we were talking about bringing an MLB team back. Yeah. It would just float on the water. <laughs> yeah. It was basically a barge. Yeah. <laughs> and would just 
float. I, th- I think his initial idea was it would be stationary, like it wasn't going to move. <laughs> yeah. We ran with that a little yeah, bit. And we were like, yeah, sure. this thing is good. Instead of a BC ferry pass, you're going to go see a baseball game as you sail to Nanaimo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Which would be a once in a lifetime, and I would do it. Yeah, but well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the the MLB probably wouldn't be so keen. In Oakland, we got it. <laughs> yeah. They could be the Pacific Athletics. Yeah, you are now the Fraser River Athletics. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are more stories. and uh, let's, Right. Let's Getting back into the back NHL. In. Um, close, but not oh. quite the NHL. Okay, fair. The AHL. Okay. Because they actually wrapped up their playoffs tonight. Okay. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Um, I know that Seattle's team was in it. The yep. Coachella Firebirds? Coachella Valley Firebirds, yeah. Okay, sorry, Coachella Valley yeah. Firebirds. Who are they playing against? The Hershey Bears. Which is th- not the Wild. Nope. Boston? Nope. Hershey Bears. You're what in the right it? conference. Uh, It's not Toronto. It's not nope. Montreal. It's in the wrong division now. You've been in the wrong division. Right conference, though. Oh, conference. Wait, so it's in the West? No. Boston's in the East Conference. Oh, the conference. Sorry. Okay. So it's it's in the, the uh, ad, not the Atlantic. The, what's the other one called? Oh, Jesus. Jeez. No, I don't. New no, to I'm, hockey? Like. No, I know. It's the, the Pacific, the Central, the Metro. The there Metro. You Thank you. Uh, it's not Pittsburgh. It's not Philly. Those are the only two teams in that conference no, right those now. Those are the... Scranton Penguins and the Lee Valley Phantoms. Damn, you had that on lock. Okay, yeah. um, i i don't I don't know. I don't know who who's the Hershey Bears, the Washington Capitals. Oh, I I wouldn't have guessed that. I yeah. I don't think I would have gotten and me that neither. Point. Really, like if you had told me, hey, who won? Oh, spoiler alert! Where the fuck is Hershey? Hershey's in Pennsylvania. Any relation to the chocolate bar? Yes, actually. That's where it's from, eh? That's where it's from, yeah. Interesting. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so just, glad just I know full this of now. facts. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so game seven was tonight. It went to overtime. Really? Yep. Dude, I don't care that I have no attachment yeah. to either team. What I wouldn't have done to be in that building. Yeah, right. Other than like travel yeah, there and yeah, buy tickets yeah, and exactly, hotel, yeah. you know, yeah, the, 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 the anything that actually requires going there, yeah. I probably wouldn't yeah. have done, no, yeah. but like anything else, yeah. if the game had been exactly in Abbotsford, <laughs> British Columbia, yeah, no, well, further. I would have been there. Yeah. <laughs> I would have taken a ferry. You could have, you could have slapped that thing in Tofino and great. <laughs> would have gotten blocked so on the way in and then yeah, driven four hours to Tofino yeah. to watch an AHL game. Like who's doing that? If I knew it was going to overtime in game seven of a championship game, I'm doing that. All anyway, right. okay, so what chase. happened? Hershey won the game. Okay. Yeah. Was it in Hershey? Um, ooh, I don't know if I know that. Okay. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. I just, man, in that scenario, oh, man, do I hope it was a home game. Yeah, right. That would be so crushing, <laughs> you know, to get, oh, no. Uh, no, I'm still looking it up, but oh, you're okay. right. Like it would be, it'd be crushing if you went to game seven overtime. Yeah. In a championship game yeah. and one goal decides it and you lose. Mm. Well, you know what? I have some good news for you. It was in Hershey. Nope. I have bad news for you. It was ah. in Coachella Valley. Oh yeah. I mean, still, I feel like in a scenario like that, you still cheer your team off the ice. You exactly. know, they've got to oh, be so 100%. happy. Especially this is their inaugural season. 
Is it really? Yeah, they did. They oh, were, right. Yeah, right. They I guess because the they didn't year. exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, who was on that team? Who Cole was... Lind. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he Cole. actually was. He actually is. No, on the I team. know you're right. It's just it's, here. It's, let me. I'll tell you the roster for the Coachella Valley Thunderbirds. Okay. Tucker Robertson. Oh, Shane, Shane Wright would have been there, right? Uh, no, he played for the Windsor Spitfires in the WHL. Right. I didn't know if he'd be eligible to get called up. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So Tucker Robertson, Nick Pastjohov, Pastjohov, Luke Henman, Alexander True, Ty Cartier, Austin Pagansky, John Hayden, your boy, Cole Lynn. Yeah, I knew he was in there. Max McCormick, Carson Twarinsky. Twarinsky? We should leave this for Alex. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wish he was here. Yeah. Oh, well, he's not here to be able to pick on me for mispronouncing these names. Oh, well. But man, I bet you he's listening to this episode just swearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to call one of us while he's listening to this. Be a fuck you. <laughs> he couldn't pronounce Carson Twarinsky. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to look up the phonetic spelling of that guy's yeah. name and then next week come in and be like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron Hughes, no relation. Uh, Ian okay. McKinnon, Andrew Potrolski, Ryan Winterton. Uh, Jesper Froden, Vili Petman, Jeremy McKenna, Shane Wright. Ah, he was there. there. Okay. He was there, yeah. Uh, Jacob Melanson, Jake Mc... Like, just nobodies. Yeah. I don't recognize any of these names. Brogan Rafferty. Oh, Brogan Rafferty. He used to be with our system. Really? Actually, yeah. I don't know. As we must have just let him go. Oh, Joey Decord and Chris Drieger. Brogan Rafferty. I completely forgot about that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be one of ours. Interesting. And yeah. then, like, in Hershey, it's kind of the same deal. Like, they're... Bunch of nobodies? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, obviously, these guys... Oh, Connor McMichael. He was a high pick. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, like, top 10. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy, man. Oh, Hendrix Lapierre. He was a decently high pick, too. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like... Oh, Lucas Johansson was on that team. Oh. So, congratulations to the local boy. Good for him. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's funny to hear that. But sometimes maybe that's the Zach reason that's they made it where they did. You know, a lot of teams they add some. I guess what the AHL would consider star power. Like yeah. once your team's either eliminated from the playoffs or whatever, yeah. and you just Alex waver guys down. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <So. laughs> anyway, yeah. but you know those guys they might add star power, mm-hmm. but you might be booting a guy out of the lineup that's been in there all year. Yeah. And he might be part of the reason why that line works. Exactly. Like, well, you think know? about uh, Phil DiGiuseppe, right? He played 99% of the, yes. the season in Abbotsford, and then gets called up at the end of the year and plays enough games to the point where if they sent him back to Abbotsford, he was eligible to be pick up, picked up on waivers. So they didn't send him. Right. right? So. Yeah, that that's, that's exactly what I mean. It's like yeah. you don't. Sometimes, e- even though it can be nice to have star power and maybe even have them practicing, if it ain't broke. You know, exactly. you just leave it be. That's what I'm, it, I don't want to go back to talking about the Canucks again. I but, do. But, <laughs> but that point that you just made circles back to why I'm still optimistic and maybe it's blind. I mean, optimism. everything's broken. Well, he's what like, isn't broken. Well, what I'm saying is, is that if you let this team marinate a bit, let them play together, right? Let them cook. Let them cook. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let them you know, I, I really think that if this team just makes the playoffs this year, it will do so much for their mental game because 
they're just they're being held back so much by their their own heads right like i think really them getting off to the start they did last season was blowing all those multi-goal leads like that got to them it set the tone for yeah. a bad season yeah for sure right like get some mental fortitude make the playoffs and you can start to see this team build for the future yeah. which i think is still a reality still a possibility yeah. i hope so i hope and so like and because you know nashville's my favorite team i see that in vancouver i don't in nashville Really? So, yeah. Like, so it's like, believe me when I'm saying this, like there is a brighter future here now than there is in Nashville. It's hard to see. And maybe it's just cause I am, I'm too close to it, yeah. but like, I don't know. Nashville just looks like, you know, their only ever GM just handed off the reins to maybe their most beloved coach ever. It definitely their most beloved. Ooh, close with, Close with Laviolette, but right, we're, we're talking but like he, really high above the dog shit coach that was right. Hines. Right, and their first move was to fire said coach. <laughs> exactly, like that is that is a system where I'm like, I don't even know who owns that team, and that makes me believe in them more. Yeah, you know, because they're not in the headlines. They're not people aren't blaming them. Mm-hmm. Right, the owners seem to just do their thing. They hired one GM and then just, I guess, stopped caring about the team altogether. No. They were like, you're in charge forever now. Congrats. Yeah. For all I know, Poyle could have picked Trots and said, hey, that's your next guy. And ownership went, okay. Yeah. Like, it, it really does seem like they're very hands-off in Nashville, yeah. which is everything that Vancouver Canucks fans have been asking for. Yeah. It's just let the hockey guys do the hockey stuff. You're right. But the big difference is, yeah, the, the the top of Nashville, like the top end of the depth chart in terms of like the management and, and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is rock solid. Like, I will admit, I'm, I'm a fan of the way that they run the team. They've been a lot of fun to watch over the years. Obviously, like, Poyle was always willing to pull the trigger on big deals when he needed to. Yeah. A la Seth Jones. Subban Weber. A la Subban Weber, right? Like, he will do that, which is something I love. And I hope that um, Trotz, you know, continues that in the yeah. future. That being said, it's the stuff that's on the ice that's really hard to watch. Like, the end of this season, with how yeah. many injuries they had, it was, like, genuinely painful to watch my team play because I didn't recognize my team. It was just like... I get that. It was just like UC Soros being hung out to dry. But that, it's like, it, what we've talked about before about how, you know, you, I know you think the Preds should not rebuild, and that's kind of part of their identity, is they well, don't. I yeah. think that that, what you just said, is like exactly what happens before a rebuild that is the water receding before a tidal wave dude that is like that is like the 2016 canucks where you're looking up and down your lineup and you're going other than the sedines who who the fuck am i watching right now so here's right i think that the preds do this thing where they rebuild without you noticing it okay because like i'm gonna i'm gonna read you how many picks they have in this year's draft okay there's, I think you're going to there's seven rounds, it. correct? There are seven rounds. Okay. They have two picks in the first round. Two firsts. Two in the second. Two seconds. Three in the third. Okay. Three in the fourth. Two in the fifth. And a sixth. Does any team have more draft picks than you guys? I'd be shocked. They Th- have- that is... And again, this is what... This is making me even more mad. This is one of the deepest drafts ever. If you were ever going to load up on the future with picks... This is the year to do it. They have 13 picks in this year's draft. They have almost two drafts worth of picks. That is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know if the Canucks ever had more than seven. Yeah. 
and like I can I'd like to keep going with, with oh some yeah of their sorry picks. yeah in 2024 they have one in the first three in the second one in the third two in the fourth and then a fifth and a seventh and then in 2025 they have all of their picks except for their seventh and then they have a first so they have two firsts and then a pick through every other round what except seven. What like how many teams did you guys fleece? Just be like, <laughs> okay, well, one thing you should know is that like they got a ton of picks from Tampa in the Tanner Genoa deal. Oh yeah, that's right. They right? got an entire draft class from Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So they got Tampa's first in 2025, second in 2024, and then their third, fourth, and fifth this year. Which still, I feel like we talked about it then, but I'm still like, how the f- like what? <laughs> he yeah. he's not that good (laughs) (laughs) yeah well he also got injured and didn't play in the playoffs so i don't care yeah i don't care if he was injured they didn't know he was injured when they traded for him yeah like i remember seeing that and being like what did you guys take back like the biggest cap dump of all time no No. yeah just i don't even understand how either team did that yeah it was pretty crazy Anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to get too deep into that, but that one just like, yeah, it was yeah after the trade deadline when the Canucks were criticized for not going out there and getting enough draft picks, yeah. their answer was simply, yeah, we tried, we made a lot of made a lot of offers out there, and just no one was willing to give us picks. I would have Bullshit. offered them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay would have just sold out to us yeah. for like Nils Hoaglander, apparently. <laughs> I, like yeah. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Yeah. T- Tanner Janot was traded for Calfoot. And then, yeah, a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> and the only condition is that the first in 2025 is top 10 protected. Ooh. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. No, I know. Like, honestly, their their deadline was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You forget about the Matias Hackholm trade where they got back Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, a first and a fourth, right, for Matias Hackholm and a sixth. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's just, that, that's what I mean. They have so much capital with the draft, which the Canucks have never had. Yeah. Like they've always usually tried to keep, if they have like a higher end pick, they try to keep it. Everything beyond that is just on the table. Like take it. Yeah. We'll buy your worst player with it. Yeah. You know? I mean, since I mentioned the, uh, the Preds play or uh, draft um, capital, I guess mm-hmm. it, makes sense to bring up the Canucks draft capital. What do we I'm have? Sure, six picks? Well, it's so tough because like they did have three first round picks this year. Yeah. Or no, two this year and one next year. No, they they had two this year. Yes, because we got New York's, yeah. which we flipped for Heronic. Exactly. So it really sucks that they didn't hang on to that because then they would have two firsts and then they have no second. Yep. Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have two in the third, three in the fourth, and then a sixth. That's this year. And the next year, they have a first, third, two fourths, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And then in 2025, it's all just regular. Just yeah. One pick in every round. And and here's the thing. I get that the Canucks are in a different position than the Preds are in. Yeah. Like the Canucks do, based on what management is doing with this team, they do have to be loading up on the present, right? They, yeah. they can't be just acquiring draft picks everywhere right yeah. now. They're further ahead in their retool. Yeah, theoretically, but <laughs> I guess we'll see. I I just I don't know. It's weird looking at now. It, it they're in such an unsteady place. I feel like where it's like this could really fall on either side. Yeah, like Let's, we could be looking at the next team that goes deep, or a team that gets blown up 
by the end of next season. Yeah, it like you thought last year was that yeah test man but it can't happen again it 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 can't there is no way to sell the players or the fans on trying to make it work again if it doesn't work next year like again at that point the players will make the decision for you they will leave they will demand trades yeah it's it's over yeah right you you have to think so so you're stressing me out is there any more news no that's all the stuff that i had no more news okay (laughs) <laughs> what do we normally do now? Thoughts. Oh, man. Thoughts. I think we've given them all our thoughts. Yeah, I guess There's only like, two of us. Yeah, we could just do a thought each. Okay. Do you have any th- thoughts? Yeah, I could come up with a thought. Okay. I'm trying to think of some thoughts. Um, Shit's expensive. Oh, my God. The blizzards. <laughs> Do you know how many people I've told about that? <laughs> yeah. Me and Jake a while ago went out, had a dude's night, went yeah. out to a, uh, was that when we went to, uh, J- not Joey's, um, Sammy, Sammy J's? Jay's yeah. yeah. Sammy J's, pff, highly recommend. Oh yeah, very good, very yeah, good. Yeah. Go to the one in Langley for sure. Yeah. The hostess there knew who I was no. from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, we're coming back and, you know, we're kind of like, okay, we didn't get dessert at Sammy J's because it's sammy jays so <laughs> yeah you're not going there for a slice of pie no so on the way back we're like we're coming I over the cake though <laughs> all right <laughs> but we uh we're, we're coming back we're like you know what let's just let's get something relatively small let's stop at a dairy queen we'll get blizzards yeah. right you can't go wrong with that so we're like okay oh no that was the thing we went to earl's and it was shit so we were like we need something that's actually good yes you're right <laughs> but yeah. anyway so we're coming back from earl's we stopped yeah, at yeah. a dairy queen yeah and we each get a medium blizzard. And Jake orders his and doesn't say anything. Like, okay, whatever. We, we both get normal blizzards just off yep. the menu. These aren't like customized, nope. like whatever. And I get my receipt and I look at it and I'm like, holy shit. A medium blizzard was $8.90. <laughs> and I look at Jake because I, I was almost thinking of going to the counter right away and being like, I think you billed me for <laughs> yeah. like a meal or something <laughs> and and so I, I went to jake i was like dude was yours 850 and he checks his receipt and he's like holy shit it was yeah. i sat there man and i almost told the mate stop stop making that just give me my money back like yeah. you're right things are so expensive yeah dude that was such an unsettling feeling yeah and everything's not just blizzards i'm not hating on dairy queen here it was just like that was like a really big yeah. light bulb moment of yeah, holy shit. Opener. Yeah. 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 No, I know. Yeah. I went and I got a, I, I make these sandwiches like every day for work. Mm. And uh, I got this mustard that I use and I ran out of mustard. So I went to go get more mustard from the store. Yeah. And it's a little jar. I don't know. Maybe like 200. Is it like Dijon mustard or? It's um kind of it's okay. like it's like a dijon with like anyway it's just yeah. it's, it's it's just a nice mustard i like in my sandwiches okay fair so enough i fair go enough. and usually it's like four dollars or whatever yeah after tax it was like nine dollars for a Jesus little jar Christ. of mustard i was like holy crap man like what is going on that is mental like inflation has gotten to a point where like it like some something's gonna give yep. i saw i saw a video the other day of this lady who was at a um you know how Justin Trudeau does those like city halls where he just like sits in the middle of like a huge sea of people. And he'll yeah. just like talk to them. Yeah. And there was this woman with like a newfie accent. 
just bawling her eyes out about how her hydro bill is higher than her mortgage and how she has to spend a holy thousand. christ yeah and like she's just like bawling her eyes out about how if, when the the new carbon tax hits she's going to be out on the streets yeah it's like this country man like we shouldn't be getting into this is not the plan no no I, but, but like but no you're right you are crazy. completely right it's and crazy. and what's sad is that it seems like right now again we're not going to get too political yeah. But man, it really seems like the people at the top just—they're so out of touch, yeah, disconnected. Yeah, like they, I mean, most politicians are people who've never struggled yeah. a day in their lives, right? Like yeah. money has never been a problem for them. Yeah. But man, it, it's showing right now because when that's happening, the answer seems to be, "Oh, we'll just move to a smaller place yep. or move to some horrible, awful place like Winnipeg." Yeah, and it, yeah. it's like that's not a—it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like our lives are here. Our jobs are here. Our families are here. We don't have that option. If you didn't buy a house 15 years ago, you're out of options. Sorry. You're going to be paying off a mortgage for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you can even get into a place. Yeah. Now. Again, not, not the platform for it, but uh anyway, anyway I mustard think, was really expensive yeah that, I, you know what dude i feel so you should cry <laughs> i might you should go to a political rally yeah and cry yeah bring out a piece of paper read it off my <laughs> mustard's nine dollars <laughs> yeah make sure you say it like shorzy too yeah. my fucking mustard was nine dollars <laughs> buddy get your shit together <laughs> He tried to kick you out. He's like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Do you, do you have a thought? Uh, didn't I already say mine? No, I went first. Oh, shit. You're and right, I was like, too. I was like, shit's expensive. And you were like, that reminds me. And went off on your tangent about your DQ blizzard. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback off of yours then. My thought is that there's one good Earl's in the lower mainland, and yep. it's the one in South Surrey. <laughs> yeah, White or Rock. White Rock, yeah, which I don't know which side... <laughs> of the yeah. border it falls on but yeah. yeah if you've been to that earls as soon as you go in it doesn't look like a normal earls oh no, it's beautiful it looks like something like your girlfriend would have on pinterest mm. you know there's like plants everything's painted white there's like <laughs> it, i don't know yeah it feels like you're in a greenhouse yeah a little bit but yeah, yeah. the food is bomb it's yeah. really good yeah it's like what it should be yeah <laughs> you it's, order it and you're like this is what i ordered yeah it's like if you went to any other earls whatever you thought was gonna come and it doesn't yeah it's at that earls yeah. that's where they <laughs> sent it <laughs> yeah, your order just showed up at some rich guy's table in white rock <laughs> yeah but it's oh, like man. we we've been pretty open about like we just clown on earls and it's such yeah. a bad place to eat oh yeah Go to the one in White Rock. Yeah, it's it, it's really good. I mean, don't make a special trip, but if you're in the no, neighborhood, yeah. If you're there and you're and you're usually someone who's like us, who's going, yeah. ah, I don't go to Earl's because it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Get that out of your head because this one yeah. is pretty damn good. Yeah. I'd recommend the the chicken BLT chicken, sandwich. Yeah, something like. That. And I'm not usually someone who would go to Sourdough. a restaurant like that and order a sandwich, yeah. but man, this was. Good. Yeah. Had it again at a different yeah. Earl's. It's on sourdough bread. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We went to, yeah. Then we went to the other Earl's and it was just awful. Yeah. It was very bad, terrible, awful. Yeah. Go to the one in White Rock. Highly recommend it. That is my thought. Those have been our thoughts. Thank you, everyone, yeah. <laughs> for the last two, two hours. Yeah. We must be close to two hours here yes, sir. of your time and attention. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening week in and week out. Uh, from Vancouver Boys Studios, I'm Marcus Keller, along with Jake Jude. Don't do that. Not Vancouver Boys Studios. Oh, right. It's not Vancouver Boys Studios. We'll have to. We're, we're going to, yeah, we're, 
we're working on the naming rights right now, but there's uh, a <laughs> yeah. contract negotiations are going on. Yeah. We'll, we'll get some things sorted out and we'll, uh, we'll get it to you as soon as we yeah. can. But if you want to find us on social media, yes. uh, you can find us at Vancouver boys podcast on Instagram, TikTok, which we're less active on than we have been in the past, yep. but yeah, come find us on, uh, on TikTok or Instagram. That's where we're most active. Yep. Um, TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, all that fun Twitch. stuff. Twitch. Yep. yep. Um, and then Twitter, you can find Tyler at Vancouver Boys underscore. He of runs course. The Twitter. It's the only one we let him touch. He couldn't call in, but you bet your ass he can tweet. <laughs> yeah. so he, or retweet. Yeah, there's probably some stuff going on. Exactly. So check it out. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Yeah. Um, th- thanks for... <laughs> Why do you always struggle to just... Because I can't start it. I go like fourth <laughs> yeah. or third. You go second. Yeah, I do go second. Uh, see on the next one. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. There you, see, it feels weird, right? Yeah, it's because when you host, you just you just you spiral at the end. You don't know what to do. I'm always spiraling, Jake. You yeah. just notice it at the end. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this whole thing is just a very slow, methodical car accident just waiting to happen. Man, if I could explain the podcast to someone who's never listened, that's how I would explain it. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Trivia. Oh, what was it? So... Wait, what was the question again? The question was, uh, the, the Washington Capitals obviously drafted Alex Ovechkin. Yes. Another team, the season before, tried to draft him. Okay. That team was the Florida Panthers. Really? Which, in very Florida fashion. Yeah, of course. So, they tried to do this because a little-known fact about Ovechkin, he was only two days younger than the deadline that would have made him eligible to go the year before. Okay. The Florida Panthers argued that if it weren't for leap years, he would be eligible. (laughs) So they called his name in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. So stupid uh, of the of the draft <laughs> in hopes that if it went to a, like a legal thing, yeah, they could really say like, no, we we demanded, yeah, that we have this go our way. But of course, the NHL's legal team looked into it and was like, no, because le- the thing about it is leap years do exist. <laughs> yeah. So your argument of if they didn't doesn't really matter yeah. because they do exactly. So uh, they were not able to draft him. Now in each of those rounds, they did still draft another player after afterwards because they were already told that uh, Ovechkin was ineligible. However, they did try. Yeah. And it might be stupid, but I respect them for it. Yeah. Cuz like low risk high reward, right? Oh, of course. They lost nothing. They could have gotten Alex Ovechkin. Exactly. So, I'd uh, I'd do that time and time again. And think about how if they had gotten him, they, that means they would have got him a year early, which means he would have been added to the 2003 draft class. Yeah, which, that's right, which, which is, is so deep. Which is already one of the best in history. Yeah, that is wild. It's it's so crazy that they just, just tried it. Yep. Right? It's the worst that could happen. We <laughs> don't get Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, the best goal scorer of all time. Yeah. Well, good try, Florida. Good try. Yeah, just like the playoffs this year. Good try. Good try. Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Imagine if they had Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs>